1: Welcome to the Rant Room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? Wakanda! Yeah! On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, shit like that. Sitting in a squeaky Your chair. chair is farting. Chair got the vapors, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's really squeaky today. Look, there's nothing can save us. <laughs> this is the season. They're catching the vapors. Anyway, um, <laughs> y'all know how we do it on a rant when we're crazy as hell. Lisa Bolacar is out doing nothing again. Some panel, some who knows? Be nice. Is it even a panel? This I don't time? know. She she at the beach, knowing her, getting surfing wine. and shit.
2: Isn't she like teaching teaching the kids? Not on the Sunday. Teaching the children.
1: Oh, prepping to teach she the kids. Aint prepping nothing. She's okay. on vacation. That's now. right. There's she some, off. Yeah, like a month or two. Lisa, I'm sticking
2: up for you. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> she gagging sitting in the concession stand talking to the fat man. That's Gold bricking, <laughs> as they used to say. <laughs> <laughs> So we got my girl Lauren Warren in the house, writer herself. Ooh, hello. What's up, hello. Girl? How you doing? I'm good. I'm glad to have you Thank again. You.
2: Thank you. Again.
1: <laughs> Apparently we've had her six, seven, eight, nine, ten times or yeah. something. Like
2: it's yeah, it's been a it's been a few. Yeah. All in the double. I'm counting on both hands now. So <laughs> yeah.
1: right, next, she said next time we gotta make sure Lisa's on, so we gotta we gotta make sure we do that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. She said, that might be next year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so don't hold your breath, right?
1: <laughs> Chris Derrick in the house from the writing director team, the Derek brothers. We're just having a really interesting conversation. N- nothing specific, but about you know dealing with managers and stuff. I thought that was yeah. that was interesting. Reps and everything. You know, it's,
3: it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's it's you know I,
1: I I feel you know
3: it's one of these things where you know he had a really good point that he mm-hmm. said he's like you know. You need someone to help you do the business. It's almost impossible to do it
1: your career out here without a team. It really is. And it's 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 the catch twenty two of it all. And we'll get into you. In a mm-hmm. But it's it's the catch twenty two of it all is you almost can't get into the industry without having it. Yeah. And you can't have it without getting into the industry. So it's like, motherfucker, which one am I going to? That do? was told to me recently. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and and but one of the things I've learned, and Chris and I deal with it all the time, and you probably are starting to meet a lot of people too. Most of the jobs you get, you're not gonna get from your from your reps. Mm-hmm. But the key is having the reps to maintain the jobs. That's what people don't realize. They're like, oh, I don't need a rep. I'm like, yes you do. Because you're not getting those interviews Mm -hmm. Now you very well might be in the right situation Where you know somebody who's staffing a job Or looking for a certain writer for a particular job But that doesn't come along We've been here for years It doesn't come along all the time Well see
3: but it's it's also There's various things that happen I mean it's kind of like You know I'm not going to name names But we were at the thing the other day At the Mm -hmm. Guild And it's like You know the thing you need a manager or agent for is when there is jobs that, that you hear about, that, right. that even if you hear about them and you know the people who can hire you on show, the show, the showrunner or something like that, it, it, the one thing that you can't be is there's a certain point where you being the squeaky wheel becomes a the wheel they take off. And it's like your manager, your agent can keep being that squeaky wheel right. and it doesn't harm your relationship with the person that you want. Right. And that's the big thing that you want because there's a lot of things that you could, you know, that, that you know, that, that like you and I have known about mm-hmm. and it's like, how yeah, but, if we put in a call, then we could put in like, like one call a week or one call every two right. weeks. But the agent could call like twice a week. Right. And but they should they, be calling
1: twice a and, week. And to take that even a step further, you very well, for instance, Lauren. So you might meet, let's say, an executive on a show, some EP, whatever. And they like, you guys get a long way. They're like, oh, well, we're staffing right now. Oh, we'll have your agent send over whatever. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And if they don't do that, I'm a little suspect. Mm-hmm. You know, when like I'll oh, just send it not to me. the little suspect. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, mm, what do you mean? Unless they're the showrunner or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that, or they're one of the people who are actually staffing themselves or reading the scripts. Mm-hmm. It's usually. You know usually like lesser known independent producers will be like, "Oh, just send it to me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, but legitimate places are like sign the release, <laughs> you know, and then so there's there's stages through you know exactly what level you're at based on what they're asking you for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? right would you yeah. agree,
3: yeah, 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 well, you're right mm-hmm. I mean most of the time, indie producers will just say, "I want to read the script, send mm-hmm. me the script and then but that's for feature films right for television. They don't want to have anything that's not coming through that, you know, that that ecosystem of yep. the uh, the agent. I mean, the, the manager. I mean, it's almost lawyer. A, whatever. Yeah, it's real. It's really hard to, to even get on a show without an agent. You know, I mean, it's it's like they were saying the other night. It's kind of like just having the cover sheet mm-hmm. from a big agency. On your script right. can get you read A stamp, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you know, I mean, or or not can, but what will we'll get you read you know, because there. And then the thing that always hurts you doesn't hurt you, but no, it does hurt you. Is that you know, if you were say you're at WME mm-hmm. and you're the showrunner, then. The scripts that you're getting first That you are going to be pounded on to read Are the WME scripts And then the CAA people And the UTA and ICM Mm -hmm. Are going to be hounding you hounding you hounding you How do you like like Get through all that You know like clutter Even if you're good friends with the Mm showrunner You know It's like there's other like these other like political games They have to play mm. You know Because if they're like I'm not reading the shit You sent me agent <laughs> Well you're not <laughs> What do you mean you're not <clears throat> We got you the show We're right. packaging everything That director And everything on the sh- And the actors and Shit that's all us So yeah. you better do fuck we say <laughs> um, It's just Yeah there's always that, that People throwing their weight around Anyway That's what's up
1: So uh, We have our girl Lauren Warren In the house today So we figured We talked to her Catch up what you've been doing. Um, um, Maybe you could just give people who don't know you a little bit about, like, the fact that you just got here six months ago and what you've been up to and, you know, the trials and tribulations of coming here to be a writer.
2: Yeah. You know? Um, So, yeah, a little bit. That's enough. So... (laughs) go somewhere (laughs) to I... I, so I was working up in, in corporate America up until November of 2015, mm-hmm. and I was uh, laid off uh, via a phone call. Kind of saw it coming, still wasn't terribly prepared for when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, was upset for literally five minutes and then realized I could take that time to make writing, a, make a, a full-time transition into writing was writing some things, writing some things and took a lot of trips to LA and it was getting costly. So after talking with my husband and some friends, uh, decided to literally drive here, uh, back in February, staying with a friend and I've had some, um, very interesting, um, things happen since I've been here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, you sort of adjust to this, this transition in stages. And it was explained to me that, you know, if you can make it two months, then you're doing good If right. you can make it four months Then you're doing great And if you've made it six months and you're doing extremely well mm-hmm. And I'm rapidly <laughs> approaching That six month mark um, I've had to adjust My level of expectations On how things would happen You know <laughs> Tell um, the
1: kids Tell the luck Because What uh, did you expect Was going
2: to happen girl Well Tell you them. know I thought I'd get out <laughs> here Have a couple of lunches Have some <laughs> meetings And you know Smile my way into a job mm-hmm. And bada bing bada boom And would be right. done um, no, <laughs> no Well, <it> <laughs> not what happened
3: I, I mean, I, I'll tell you this I mean, I remember a friend of mine told me he, he doesn't really want your phone number If you haven't been there for two years
2: Well, here's how it was explained wow. to me And, and I realized it made perfect sense I was speaking to, um Mickey Fisher, who mm-hmm. is a writer on Reverie And he did Extant on, mm-hmm. on CBS And he says, you're still applying corporate benchmarks to a creative process, right. and you will drive yourself crazy right. doing that. So you got to take away those corporate benchmarks. Mm-hmm. He says, "I can still see it like mm-hmm. oozing from you. That right. corporate, I can tell you were really good at your job at your old job. Right. I can tell you're great at it, but that's not going to serve you here." And when he said that, I was like, "You know what? Makes sense to me." And right. and I, I started to relax a little bit more about uh, about the process.
3: Well, yeah, because you because you're dealing with this the quarter system in corporate america everything is pushed on that quarter yeah. thing right like yeah. you're trying to get and yourself up to the point to get the raise and to get raise, the raise right, or, right, or right. There's <clears throat> the earnings right. every quarter and shit like that and yep. the, you got to pay your taxes all that kind of shit progress report yeah, right. yeah. i mean and the thing is is that i am very much a stickler on having quarterly goals that mm-hmm. i do creatively mm-hmm. because i can control that right, right can't control anything else, so I can't put that on that right. quarterly thing. Yeah. And that's, so again, that's we you talked about earlier, about the balance of like understanding the business <clears throat> and, and you know, like how much do you have to give to business and how much you have to give to creative? Yep. And the creative, and the creative businesses, you know, I got to write every day for four hours yeah. I got to do this You know like You know like twice a week I, yeah. I, I, I have to network You know at least three Two or three nights a week Like those are the things Because that's You making the effort And if no one else Does anything Then they're gonna You know You know like You will have done A great Like There's things that you, There's things that you can manipulate Like if you're You know Spending six months And you're networking Twice a week After those six months, you have like a larger Rolodex of people to talk to and say, hey, you know, like you talk with Eric, can you read my script and blah, blah, blah. blah. And they're going to be like... (laughs) Yeah, I'll read it, but I might need six weeks. Mm-hmm. And you're like, six weeks to read it? It only takes a half hour. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to, but you know what? Not, to, it's, not it's, when you're busy. No, you yeah. and it's
1: like, because
3: when, right. when I have a free half hour, right.
1: I want to chill. Yeah. You don't even, I, don't want to, like, I want to turn on reading. Top Chef and Master Chef and just chill. Yeah, I don't want it's to never just thinking. reading.
2: It's reading and <clears throat> giving feedback right. and all those things. So Yeah, you got to understand that, that that stuff takes time.
1: Right. Um, I was just going to say, trying to, to interrupt you, I was going to say... Piggybacking off, you were saying the corporate. What would you call it? Corporate benchmarks. The corporate. Cor- there are some corporate benchmarks that you can set for yourself, though. And, yes, and but and I was setting the wrong ones. Right, but here's 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 what I say, and Chris and I talk about this a lot. Any of our writer friends who are successful, if you ask them. What's the number one or two thing that you that you wish you would have done when you moved here? They all would say, "I wish I'd started writing this earlier. Mm-hmm. I wish I had more scripts earlier. They always go to that nine times out of ten,
4: yeah, right, yeah,
1: and so that's the thing that that I believe that you can always control. Nobody can tell you when to write and when not to write, mm-hmm. so you're in the most power of having more ammunition. Mm-hmm. Your ammunition is your scripts, yeah. When you don't, when you're not signed to some big agency or on some staff or have some movie deal, is the time when you experiment. Right. That's when you practice writing a thriller. That's when you practice writing a comedy. Find the one that works for your voice. Yeah. As opposed to working your way to get to the point where it's like, oh no, all I want to do is focus on this one. You haven't even tried anything else. Yeah. You know. What I mean? Anyway, so I wanted to say. That.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So now it's just been this um, trying to find a balance between working on various projects that have different voices. Um, networking
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, and just talking to people just meeting people yeah. and and remembering why I'm here you know I, I did I, I I tried to remain optimistic and say sure you know it'd be great to be have some sort of job either an assistant or blah 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 you know in six months but you know if, if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen and I'm yeah. okay with it now but actually recently I did interview um, for a position mm-hmm. um, As a uh, as a uh, like showrunner's assistant, which was great, and I was like, okay, this is this is how it starts. Okay, Mm -hmm. it trickles before it becomes a.
1: But look, you you've been here less than six months, and you've had a showrunner assistant interview. Yeah, and most people don't get that. Yeah, you know they got to just be the writer's PA or the you know what I mean. So you got to go a bump. Yeah, and I think I always tell everybody your experiences are what's going to separate you in getting a job. Period. So a lot of people will go to a job like for, for example, you'll go to a job like the interview with like a Mm showrunner and talk about what schools you went to and what type of writing you like to do. Mm -hmm. If you're smart, you talk about how organized you are and how much you can make the life easier. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm giving you an example of those are the things that are going to separate you Mm From getting a job like that. So you have to be very specific to the type of job you go to, is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, and I right. told
2: her, um, I told them that, um, you know, my experience working in, like, program management mm-hmm. is directly translatable to what, uh, right. you you are essentially the program manager, mm-hmm. and the program, the project itself is the program that we are managing, and there's budgeting, there's, you know, people, there's personalities to manage, mm-hmm. blah, blah. so all I'm doing is changing the title in my job and changing your title, and I've done this before. Right it's really not, it's, it's literally just a, a title change. Right. Um, I don't know if I had done this the last time I had talked to you, but mm-hmm. I, one of my friends was telling me how she went to drama school, mm-hmm. um, for about a year and it helped her become a better
1: director because it, yeah. it, it Chris does it all the time. And, He's
2: and, um, <clears throat> <laughs> so I saw that there was one. Um, like I, I was year. an actor
1: most, most of my life until 20 years ago. That. It made me a better writer. So, yeah.
2: And I, I saw uh, on Twitter that Femi Ogans was opening his identity drama school here in, in L.A. And he has a U.K. branch that John Boyega and okay. Leticia Wright went to. Right. And I was like, "Oh, so I'll maybe I'll check that out." But mm-hmm. you, have oh, really? yeah, you have to audition to get in. Yeah, cool. uh, you had to audition to get in. Oh,
3: because it's like you know, like about a month ago, I started taking uh, the advanced class at the Berrios Playhouse. Okay. And you know, and because I told them I was a director, that's how I could come in. And, yeah. And a friend of mine who's been there for like fifteen years, I've known, and he was able to like, he kind of vouched for me, like, "Oh yeah, he's <clears> not." But yeah, but 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 you're—it's right. something to do because you know, there's a movie that could come up real quickly, and there's that short which I got to send to Pam mm-hmm. today because because you gave me great notes on. Mm-hmm. But it's like I want to get sharp. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was talking with the. But yesterday we had a class, and I just remember the guys were like going over something, and they were constantly saying about, well, this line wasn't put in the script as filler. Mm-hmm. The writer was telling you something right. with this line. Mm-hmm. Now sometimes as a writer you say to yourself, oh no that line was just filler. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, right. but you get but the flip side of that is well no, now I got to I should be rethinking lines or mm-hmm. reviewing because yeah. the actors are going to look at them As like is there something about the character, about the theme, about mm-hmm. the scene, about the through line of the whole piece that could be revealed in this line. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it could feel like a throwaway line and if, and if and if it could and if it could be a throwaway line in the script but have that potency, yeah. I, that, like 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 that's the genius writing.
1: Well, yeah, I'm yeah. going to say this. I mean, I'm not I'm not giving away anything on our show at all, <clears throat> but there is a th- thing on our show that we all think we're subconsciously doing it like for instance like um if you've heard a word or a sentence in some way Mm -hmm. flip it we all think we're subconsciously doing it but they still end up in our script sometimes Mm -hmm. our showrunners are like no really flip it you know what I mean and they're like really on you about they don't want to hear. See, if you've seen it in a movie before, mm-hmm. don't put it in this fucking show. Mm-hmm. If you've heard it somewhere, don't put it in the show because we'll know, we we'll know you didn't take the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that type of shit. And so it's making me analyze my own writing so that when I'm done, I'm going to be even better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those are the things that I'm getting from, from I don't know why i switched on to that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, yeah. It just helps you to, to to elevate everything that you're doing. Um, when you think like
2: that. Oh, definitely. And and from the audition process alone, <clears throat> I got a ton of lessons. But mm-hmm. I, somehow, um, I must have made an impression because I got in. Really? <laughs> and I got <laughs> in the advanced class.
1: In the advanced class, <laughs> interesting.
2: We did, um, like, physical... I, I mean, I, I, I tend to jump into things and I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. So the only thing the email said was to wear soft-soled shoes <clears throat> and, and in like, workout-type clothes. Mm-hmm. So I do that. But I also come with a full face and makeup
4: <laughs>
2: and a wig because I wasn't sure what we'd be doing. Right. And we're doing like these physical exercises. We're jumping and we're crawling on the floor, rolling on the floor. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh God, I'm so screwed." So now <laughs> I'm sweating. Let me
1: put that pin. Back my in there, girl. wig is sliding.
2: <laughs> I'm sweating, <laughs> and and from the exercises, I get a hole in my leggings. And I'm like, "Oh my God!" So then after we do the warm ups, we do improv mm-hmm. work, which. To pat myself in the back, I'm pretty great at that. Mm-hmm. I can think fast on my feet. I can come up with something to say mm-hmm. very quickly. And then we did a uh, scene reading. They gave us a one-page script. We had a partner. And um, we volunteered to go first because, I mean, why the hell not? And because we the first, volunteer to go first yeah. he's like, well, we'll let you go again because I'm pretty sure we're going to pick you apart because right. you, you guys are going first. Mm-hmm. And they did. So we got to go again. And we sit down, and I'm trying to face the wall so that the hole in my leggings doesn't show. And then Femi looks at me, and he says, you, come here. Do it again. And I was Mm. like, oh, oh, shit. (laughs) Because I've got this hole in my leggings. Mm. My wig is still askew. And he says, you have excellent comedic timing, but I want you to do this again because I want to see if you can be serious. And I was like, fine. Eh, yeah, no problem. Did it laughed all the way to the car told my husband I don't think I'll hear anything from these people but Mm -hmm. I had one hell of a good time and when I got the email saying well congratulations was like to offer you a spy and I was Mm -hmm. like oh god wouldn't this be some shit Mm -hmm. if I came out here to be a writer and this was the path that happened Well
1: this is the other thing I was going to get into (laughs) this is the other thing I was going to get into I was starting to tell you before about sometimes you don't know about what you've already learned before that's going to help you now yeah it's also the thing about saying yes to shit. Yeah. So you'll say yes to this, and this will open up a door, so that you'll meet a writer who's also a writer. You guys will start teaming, yeah. and you will write next to you, you know. You guys are partners. You sold a script. You don't know where it leads to. Yeah. You see. Yep. Yeah. So you open the door and you roll with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's how we, we How many times have you, you we have, pivoted yeah, since it I've happened, known you?
3: I mean, it happens. You know? I mean, you have to. You have to. You have to. You, you have to. You have to say yes to a lot of things, but you get a gaze which you say yeah. yes to. Yes, yes, um, yes. Something that's interesting. I'm going to I'm going to say. You said you've been here for six <clears> months. <throat> and you were ho- hoping something would, you know, would, would pop off in that time. I'm i mean
2: incredibly cocky, but, but, so, yeah. but, 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 <laughs> No, but see, but, but, <laughs> but, but see, do, do no, but you don't see, need it.
3: No, but 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 this is the thing that two People need to c- kind of realize. Um, yeah. Even if you got out here and stole and and sold something in that first week. You still might not get paid six months later. Yeah, it might take them six months to close the deal. <laughs> and so that's because that's how that's what right. that's how working this town. Yeah. So it's kind of like even if you get the cool break and you get right. what you want, you still can't quit your job yet because right. you gotta like do you gotta wait for business affairs to like yeah. run. I, I, my friend, um, his wife is a producer on that uh, that is a Netflix documentary about um, Rachel Dozil.
2: Oh, you oh, know, told us all, yeah. You know, you know a
3: woman who was white but since she was mm-hmm. black and everything like that. Right. And we, and um and he's a writer and he's got some show at uh Refinery 29 and mm-hmm. but he came mm-hmm. from being an attorney. Mm-hmm. And he was like and he was doing litigation and he was like what the fuck is wrong With these people <laughs> Taking nine months To do a deal <laughs> You got six weeks to, You got a few days To do Because he's coming From where it's like yeah. You know people Going to there's court You got to get People going to get jailed Or mm-hmm. stuff like that And he just was kind of And I was like I was like You know what They have no Pressure To, no. to, to close a the deal mm-hmm. they just like I don't want to look at it today mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. to look at it this week Right like, Yeah but that's my money Yeah but They, <laughs> they all are getting their money right. so <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't
1: care, Whatever You, you, you know yeah. you, You're good There's some yeah. new show yeah. Over you, there you, somewhere You're good, you're good. It doesn't come out Until February anyway it's, Right right you know, right It's July We'll get to it It's <laughs> <in laughs> crazy December I,
3: m- I remember there was a story That uh, someone told me At the uh, I think it was Craig Mazin Was saying one time I think Right as good. He was mm-hmm. like, "You need if you get hired on a on a staff, you need to tell your showrunner within two weeks if you've gotten a check or not." Yeah, because sometimes they're and not. And the guild, yeah, right. t- to everybody, because you mm-hmm. just can't sit up because that's not them to know if you're getting paid or not. You know, they're assuming you are. They're not, you know, and don't be afraid to go up there and say, "Hey." I've been here for it's now going on the month. I ain't seen the check yet. Yeah. It was about that before you know, we ever got a yeah. check. <laughs> oh. yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's but, wild in this town. But, they, they, wow. they let you know when you look at the Writers Guild contract, it can take about I think it I think it I don't remember it off the top of my head, so mm. I'm 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 just spitballing here. Yeah. It's something like if you start on a Thursday, or you start on a Tuesday, then by the following Tuesday, they need to be mailing it, something like that. So you could be a week behind, basically. Right. Okay. Right. 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 Okay. Something to that nature. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes, for whatever reason, um, some EPs went um, six weeks. For they even saw one track. Yeah. But it was a big one when they got. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. But they always say is
3: that once you get your contract, right. it's up to you to submit it to the guild. It, as soon as you right. sign it, submit it. Yeah. So, I think
1: day one, I got my contract and I went straight to the guild. I went, letting you know I'm on a show. What do y'all want to do? <laughs> they were like, send it in, send it et, cetera, in? et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because I want like, my right insurance day? to start kicking in. Exactly. And I, I want that, that, that
3: you know, because I think people forget it. It's not like it is with... Um, at a, at most jobs, why is it most jobs? You know, the insurance doesn't kick in immediately. Okay. But when the Writers Guild, you, I think it's what Do you uh, have to get a
1: certain amount of points. Or? Well, 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 you have
3: to get like thirty nine thousand dollars or, or right. a little bit north of that right. in a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you got to wait till the next quarter before it kicks in. Okay. Wild. You okay. know, there's like these there's like these <laughs> rolling things about that, mm-hmm. and it's very. Um... But so it's up to you to be on top of
1: it. I mean, like you gotta be on top all of, of it, you know. It's all and your you. agents, your managers right. don't care or right. don't know. And then so. they, they say every every year they send you the thing like how much money did you make? I'm like y'all don't know <laughs> how much money. And you have to be like oh yeah oh, from wow. this quarter I did yeah. whatever it's like. Yeah, y'all don't yeah. know what I made? Yeah, <laughs>
4: wow.
3: yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the the earnings report. Yeah, you check yeah The earnings report. report. Yeah,
1: and you file it every quarter because it's due right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, sure.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. You go online or they and they send you something in the mail too, and you gotta tell them how much you made and break it. Down by like Everything Like how much You got in residuals How much you got For fees How much you got yeah. For the rest of the stuff Because
1: they need to know So they can get Their money from you <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, wow. that, that helps them Depend on your dues And shit like that oh, okay. Right Yeah Okay got, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. got it Got it got it <clears throat> Which in turn Tells you about Your health insurance yeah. And everything So yeah. And you want to be Paying your dues
2: yeah, yeah You know
1: You're paying your dues And that means You're making money Right Like I always tell my always I always tell my husband The other thing My I was telling you guys previously that my 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 previous manager told me years ago he's like you 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 when you get on a show or whenever you get a job like don't spend your money right for like the first year the other thing he said was you want to have to be paying taxes mm-hmm. that means you're working
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean you want to have to pay your manager fee and your agent fee and your lawyer fee whatever it is you're making money now every time I look at my check I'm like damn mm-hmm. they take it out hell of money you know what I mean but it's worth it, mm-hmm. you know, because you're getting, you're getting your checks. You know what I mean? I'm still, money's in the bank. I'm yeah, like, okay. Yeah. I remember
4: <laughs> it's that. It's some bullshit. Getting, getting checks.
3: But, <laughs> well, see, well, to, well, to, me, to, me, to me, the thing that I did is, is that, like, I, you know, I have everybody pay me. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I get all the money to me, and then I break off right. the attorney and the agent and everything yeah. like that. It's more work. It's a lot okay. more work. Yeah. But the beauty of that is... Um, now those become expenses that you can write off when mm-hmm. you're doing your your corporate taxes, right. um, and you want to control that. And you're like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to pay these attorneys at the end of the month. I ain't going to pay them today. <laughs>
1: I don't want to pay him today. Yeah. <laughs> do I, like do, PayPal it, I do it every two weeks I just do it every two weeks. So that way I'm not doing it Every yeah. single week yeah. Like every two Oh weeks. yeah okay.
3: But to me I'm like I'm going to earn an interest For that
1: mm-hmm. Whatever <laughs> It's just on That's what the lawyers And agents I, just are just do, I know I just, They would do anyway exactly. They would on that money So Yeah That's crazy. crazy So 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 you've been here For six months Yes So what What would you tell The Lauren who moved here Six months That you've learned now
2: Does that make any sense? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. If I were to... It did not come
1: out right in my head. But I got you. I got it. I
2: got it. I I would tell her that um, it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Um, To start some of those projects sooner and and be a little bit more focused. Um, There are a lot of distractions here. Tons. A lot of it, too... um,
1: Come here to weather. Cute every day. The weather's nice, you know, and you know there's
2: lots of stuff to see and do. But also, um, like your living arrangement could also be a distraction. Right
1: Because um, you don't have the privacy that you want. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Right. And, and it sounded good at first, and you get to you like, yeah, I can't really. Damn, yeah. I'm just staying in my room all the time or yeah. whatever. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I don't want to bother them or whatever the fuck. Right. I mean? So, so I like,
2: um, yeah, I tell her to be patient. Um, I would tell her to to focus. Um, and and just ride with it and, and to say yes. Yeah. Um, go go do the things. Now is not the time to go peak introvert. <laughs> huh. it, which is uh, it's funny because I mean <clears throat> in Canada that's what people do for six yeah. months out of the year because it's cold and nobody wants to go anywhere when it snows. So yeah. from like November to April or May you are literally like hunkered down and I'm used to hunkering down mm-hmm. and I'm sort of pulling myself out of that and mm. it's hard yeah. it, it really is hard mm. um, do I not want to go because it's hot do I not want to go because it's far away or do I just not want to go because lazy I have to really yeah. analyze these those things. are all well, real you know reasons I mean? well to, to
3: me it's <laughs> hunker down because it's hot now it's <laughs> it's too, hot is, hot it's, is it's my go to right hot. now <laughs> it's too damn hot yeah
2: it really is and, I, and I'm learning um, you know that there are Events have a radius, you know, and there are some places, there are some things where I just say, you know, I'm sorry, I don't want to sit in traffic for two hours mm-hmm. and I can't. Oh, because you're in
3: Pasadena still, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to sit in traffic for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the invite, but no. Um, and really the biggest thing I would tell her is to get out of your own way. You're still in your own way.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You're still trying to talk yourself out of things that you know you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, I'm, I'm trying to, I've, I've had to really keep track of the small accomplishments because in the grand scheme of things it can seem like I'm not doing anything but that's not true um,
1: but see that that's, that's the thing that people get caught up in it's we're living in a place where and I know you being here now you're getting to know Eric you know Haywood and you know all these other writers mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know Chris and I you know, it's intimidating. You're there at the guild. You're, you're co-chairs with people, and the next year, year they're fucking running shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, we've seen it. You know, and, and they're selling shit, and they're producing shit, and they're doing whatever. And how do, you, how do you deal with that? And the only thing you can do is write your fucking way out of it. Yeah. Because that's it. That's it. Yeah.
4: That's
1: all you have is your ability to write. And, and that's one of the things I'm, I've been You know Talking to Chris A lot about I'm using it as an example Chris Because we talk about this All the time Is You have to reinvent yourself Nobody yeah. expects you To write these next two scripts You just talked about You feel me That to me Is Is what I want you to do I know that's going to be Your way in I know that's going to be it You know We just got to get it To the right motherfucker Who's going to be like I see it mm-hmm. You know But You don't write Fucking power <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't do that you know, show. That ain't you.
3: I like that show <laughs> oh, a yeah, lot, yeah. but I, but, I, but I'd be like, what like you know like what do you want for this, for
1: me? You feel you me? Know? Yeah, that, that's not you. You know, um, um, but 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 there is a show for you that you could do for sure. You know, you come out of the comic world and you know a lot about history. You know a lot about you know, you know culture and all that shit. So well, there's well, there's you, all kind of well, things. Well, you see, could Well,
3: see, that's the doing. thing that I was talking. You know, I was talking mm-hmm. with Gomazara mm-hmm. about a, two months ago. We were having lunch and he was saying. You know the thing about you, Chris, is that you can write genre. You know, and and that's unexpected. Mm-hmm. And because you're not writing comic book genre stuff, and you're not writing, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the go to stuff like vampire, werewolf, zombie stuff. Yeah. You know, you got an opportunity to be on a lot of different shows that could do. I mean, the, that you know that project that I sent to to Miles to read, you know, like, I was telling Glenn about it and he was like, well, see, so that could get you on A Handmaid's Tale, right. you know, because it's a similar kind of like, you know, in terms of the tonality of what's happening to the future has been really just apocalyptic type of, not apocalyptic world, but like, society has kind of like changed in a great way right. and I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's actually a good, I, and he, and he was able to see that, mm-hmm. you know, without, so, Yeah, I mean that's the thing You know, you have to kind of figure I mean, I I noticed some other people People always say to you You can write your way out of a situation And you can And even if you have like a Potentially like a bad personal reputation If you write something that's fucking undeniable People are going to bring you in And... They're gonna test you to see if you've learned, see if you've like adjusted, but they'll do that if the material is right. is 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 that legit. So, right. I mean,
1: you've you've heard stories for years about David Kelly and Mamet, you know, who are difficult to work with or whatever, but don't stop them. From <laughs> you know, people, you know, they write so good, just like shit. I have right, Got it. to produce you know this. What? We got <laughs> <fuck> <laughs> <it. Fuck laughs> it. We're, We're gonna deal with it. We are gonna deal with this that. attitude. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that shit happens, but I just think that. I think that you can, you Lauren. Want to get Lauren from you? Lauren have to control what you do, and it starts with your ability to write.
2: Yeah.
1: If if you feel and, oh, this is where I was going earlier. Sometimes you get to the thing where you're feeling like I haven't done enough, and the only reason you feel that, and that's why I used you know the people that we know sometimes, or even like the Eric, is <clears throat> you compare yourself right. to what other people are doing. Yeah. And the difficult thing about being in Hollywood is it's all around you. Mm-hmm. The new cards and the the, the, the oh, I just saw such and such at the fucking this store or whatever the fuck it is. Or, They're
3: announcing deals everybody, you know, I stuff mean, like that. Yeah, you, know, you're like, yeah, you can't
1: yeah, even well. scroll through Instagram or Twitter without yeah. seeing yeah. somebody you know personally. You got their fucking number and their fucking phone. You know what I mean? There they go. They got something else in deadline. And, and the only thing that, because... I'm working on the show and I'm still dealing with it because mm-hmm. now I'm dealing with with shit I want to be fucking the co-producer level right? <laughs> you know what I mean right. so how do I get to that yeah. you know what I mean so you keep trying to push yourself mm-hmm. to the next thing and what i found is when I'm talking to co-EPs they want to be running their own shows so mm-hmm. it don't you are never, never satisfied yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean so yeah. all you can do is control what you do Yeah. so that's why in the writing you just have to keep getting better you have to I've told I've been talking about this for years. You cannot write television if you're not fast. Yeah. You have got to be testing yourself. You know, I don't know how long Eric gave you his I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, no, no. I don't know how long he gave you your time to do it, but it should have been done a couple of weeks ago. You, you know, know what I mean? You know, that's yeah. that's the attitude you have to take for yourself. Yeah. And I you didn't know?
2: realize that. Like there was uh the last time I was here <laughs> oh I know what it was is when you had Jeff on. Okay, right, right. And he was talking about the forty eight twelve uh, tempo minutes, that they right. had yeah. yeah
1: The pages that they read And these are better? all What's that? What's that?
2: Like, when you, when you like write for 48 minutes you take a break for 12 minutes right, right. And that's really helped me I mean granted <laughs> This whole thing has been Baptism by fire I, okay. I wrote In a schedule that I thought Would work But I have to adjust around My living situation I have to adjust for several things okay. And this particular story Um is a very very personal story, mm-hmm. and with oh, that's that, right. you, didn't comes, want, you didn't want to do it. Either. I didn't want to touch it right, right, right. because it it really <clears throat> digs into some to some shit I hadn't touched in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so a part of that was just me avoiding it, but also not knowing how to start okay. start it. Um, And he's not the only one that's been like, "Ah!" you know, he's he's been the most vocal one. (laughs) The other person's like, oh, just write it. I'll read it. You know, but he's just like, write it or you're dead to me. And I'm like, (laughs) that's actually what I needed. Right. Um, But yeah, after the the, after Jeff's show, that's how I've been approaching it. You know, and it's I've had days where I I hit a spot or I hit a memory and I I got to like go cry the shit out. Mm -hmm. Like go call my dad, Mm -hmm. call somebody. Um, but I'm learning to push through that. And so I, I went from five pages mm-hmm. about six weeks ago to forty-two pages Good. now because of that of mm-hmm. that. So there there are techniques that I don't that I haven't learned. Um, he was just like, you know, write it. I'm like, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: well let's see, see you know, okay. because the like the reason why it seems kind of uh what's the word i'm going to say uh it seems kind of banal for someone to say just go just go write right. it but that's kind of all they can say because they don't know your process they don't know and they can't tell you their process i mean they can tell you their process mm-hmm. but someone like who's at eric's level or like who is over my level it's like we've had to like Constantly adjust our process To get to where we are now Still, yeah. you, Still you, you constantly yeah. generate, I mean it's it's like You know A couple of years ago I was talking with David Goyer And he mm-hmm. was like Well this is what I do It's like I get up I meditate for like 45 minutes mm-hmm. And then I write get his mind right Get my mind right mm-hmm. And then I go and write For three hours yeah. I have lunch mm-hmm. I write the next script I'm working on In the afternoon For three hours mm-hmm. And now it's around Like four o'clock mm-hmm. And now I'm handling All my business yeah. And it's like Oh because See, the, You don't need to write Eight hours I keep telling people Yeah yeah, you don't, don't need to, need to. Do I, mean, yeah, I mean Cause, right. cause, cause he's got right. A script in the morning A script right. in the afternoon And I was like That's interesting Because like I got a lot of projects too And it's like right. Yeah that's the way To like not, not Cause it's like You're getting the progress done And you're probably Gonna burn out On the one idea If you're there Spending so many hours on it Um and I mean That's it, why I always switch I told you, you, you i are always, always switching, switching. Know and to, You know And it's like This thing that Jeff says Is it, an interesting
1: point Shout there's out to a, Jeff Thorne By the way a, There's
3: <laughs> that thing That um, that Lisa mentioned That Sam Miller does Where it's like 25 mm-hmm. minutes And then You know Like there's different ways Different ways To kind of just you Honestly tweak it I mean It's, it's like You know Like I write Outside of my house on paper, mm-hmm. and then I bring it back to the house and then type it up on like the notepad, the notepad thing mm-hmm. on the the uh, computer, and then I take and then from there I put that in the final draft, and then I'm editing from there. Mm-hmm. But I'm uh, but I'm editing it every step of the way because yeah. I'm like you know, and that's a process that I have only recently got into doing, but it allowed me to be
1: more flexible with how I'm thinking. Yeah. It and sounds I, like you're really putting it in your head too because it's like like all my books that I have I always highlight because I go back and highlight, and it makes you read it again. Yeah. So you're doing a third process, which is stuck in, because now you're editing the third or fourth time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's it's really logging in your head. Mm-hmm. You remember it. And I always tell everybody, writing is a is like, it's a puzzle. Mm-hmm. So you're taking all these pieces and putting them together. Yeah. And sometimes intertwining characters and doing all these different things. So that's you, actually you know, a really you, good thing.
3: You know thing. I mean? A lot of times when I'm throwing stuff away, I'm, I'm, I'm saying to myself, It's one of the things That I did With like The Ederson Wells movies That like Mm -hmm. I was writing it And I kept saying to myself (coughs) How's this movie looking If I'm directing this Mm -hmm. How is this looking And because I've seen enough movies To kind of know the rhythm Of how things work Mm -hmm. I'd be like I don't need this scene I can end this scene yeah. here Or I don't need to have them Talk here I can end this scene On a shot And it will convey everything right. So now I can just be Editing out And it will You know And, and then because See t- that's thinking visually Which is what
1: a lot of writers Haven't learned how to do You yet. know Right
3: well, well, well yeah Because the main thing is Because Because the main thing you're doing is Is that you're writing For it to be made Right You're not writing it For it to be read mm-hmm. It's yeah. gonna be read mm-hmm. But you know So there's that whole thing About thinking about Cause I You know I was talking With someone um, At my writers group With um, Ron McCants He's writing mm-hmm. this project And I was We were just Going over a scene And I was like Oh 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 You know what Just This guy died This guy's brother died And he was like Hurting about the scene And two people Were kind of Consoling him mm-hmm. In the scene And I was like Yeah but if you were shooting this Those people wouldn't say anything hmm. The guy would just I mean they could mm-hmm. But the more powerful Of it would be If it was just on him And he's just kind of like He's in his own world speaking You know And it was And it just it, You know Because the scene felt strong It was such a great scene Of what happened in The little sequence mm-hmm. And I was like This is a stronger way To do that But right. it's, that's all about me my process of thinking about how's this going to work visually mm-hmm. how's this going to work when you produce it mm-hmm. how's it going to work and, and and then because you're shipping out dialogue that's making you have to make the the action language be as
1: cinematic as possible mm-hmm. you know i was i was just thinking about some learn <throat> i wonder I, I i think a lot of writers have this problem by the way mm-hmm. and i'm not sure this is the problem but i'm wondering if this is the problem okay So when I first started writing, I think we were talking earlier, I was telling you about like I used to write poetry and all this other stuff before I ever started writing scripts. Mm -hmm. And I had a difficult time thinking, well, how am I supposed to write a script? Because I always wrote when I was sad or I just broke up with somebody, whatever the fuck, like something came out of never from being happy. Mm -hmm. So I didn't understand how to write that. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, for some reason, I gave a poem to a friend of mine and let him read this one poem I wrote about one of my ex-boyfriends or something. And... It was about a girl, though. Okay. But it was about my boyfriend. Okay. And he looked at this and he started laughing. I said, like, what's so funny? He's like, what's this girl think? Like, what the hell is that? And this before I was fully out, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, and I was like, what? Well, he's like, you're not even being real about it. Right? Yes. And it was like an aha moment to me because I was worried who was gonna read it. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna see that I was talking about a guy in a certain way, so I would say she and whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. like I really gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and and it was a big aha moment to me and I really switched. And as soon as I switched mm-hmm. and turned it back, And started opening up Mm -hmm. the poems. I mean, I was almost being in tears when I would read them now. Yeah. It was before I was just on the surface. Yeah. So I'm going with that is that that um, um, practice taught me that when I got to scripts and I was able to finally start to write them, Mm -hmm. you can't write when you're holding back. Yes, you can't. As soon as you sign the agreement with yourself that I'm going to be a writer. Whether it's TV or film, specifically in TV, I'm going to use this as an example, is all, and I've heard my showrunners say this all the time, what we're looking for mm-hmm. are your real gut-wrenching stories, mm-hmm. right? They don't want you to in a room holding back something because I had an issue with my dad when I was a kid. Right. They want you to go, when I was a kid, my dad did this to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or my brother did this, I did this to my dad, whatever the fuck. They want you to be able to have conversations of real Honest to God, I've been in tears like five or six times in the last five, you know, five, uh, ten weeks that we've been in the show. Yeah, because I'm being real about the situation. You know what I mean? And like I was telling, I was telling them um, recently about um, being on on the corner with one of my homeboys, and a crackhead went up and shot him, and there's blood all over me. That mm-hmm. was right there. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. uh. and and the whole room was like almost in tears when I was done. And and But it was me being able to tell that story from a real point of view yeah. that you have to be that vulnerable. That is going to be in your script. If you're holding anything back because you don't want your father to read it, you don't want your I'm using that as an example. Yeah, Forgive yeah, me. Yeah. I'm just using yeah, it an example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Because you're worried he's going to read it, see it, hear it, then you're not being real to the moment. You have to be real to the moment because that's the real shit. Yeah. Or heighten it, I or whatever. You, you uh-huh know what I mean?
2: Moment this week, when and okay. that's what I was telling um, Eric that there's parts of the story. Um, I mean, I guess just to give a little bit of background, I'm, I'm writing this script about um, this time that I spent in Kosovo after I graduated from college, right. um, and there was elements of that I'm trying to figure out what to fictionalize and what to keep sure. accurate. And the backstory that I gave the character, I fictionalized it, okay. and it. Made no sense, and then I realized it was much more relevant to talk about how it really came about. In right. that, I had this degree, couldn't find a job mm-hmm. in that degree because that's still happening now. You right. know what I mean? That's much a much more relatable right. story. It's going
1: to keep relating, too. That came, right. right?
2: To be <clears throat> seemingly overeducated for the job market, right. and that you, you are educated with the master's degree, but your job, the job listings are only offering you ten dollars an hour.
4: <laughs> like that—that right.
2: that was the truth then, and it's still the truth yeah, now. Definitely. And when I realized that, I was like, "Well, that was dumb. You wasted 13 pages developing this backstory for this character that yeah. makes no sense when all you had to do was be authentic, mm-hmm. and it would right. it would be much more applicable." So, you're
1: like, "I could so have been now, in Kosovo on page four. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly,
2: and that's and that's what I realized. So I I literally sat down with two red pens on mm-hmm. Friday and just went through all of it, all okay. of it, all of it. Kill them, babies. And, and looked back at at like my old journal and was mm-hmm. like. It was right here the whole time. It was right here. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at a couple of conversations with friends like on Twitter and they were talking about yeah, you know, I'm looking for a new job, but look at these job requirements, look at how little they pay and I was Mm -hmm. like, You big dummy. It was right there the whole time. And I've wasted. Now I'm beating myself up.
1: You haven't.
2: I'm beating myself no, up. No, no, no! Don't
1: <laughs> don't. Let me beat tell up. you, don't beat yourself up. Chris and I do this all the time. Sometimes you think you have something, and a month or two will go by, yeah. and something will spark, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's it." Maybe, how many times you do that? You go, "Heal! I figured out how to get in." Yeah, I figured it out. So don't don't. It's a good thing. You needed that time. I needed but, it,
2: but TikTok, TikTok, right? <laughs> but, 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 but but see, look,
3: see, there's. I think there's. A, I think it's Robert Frost who said this great line that I have on a post-it note. It was like. If there's no tears in the writer, there's no tears in the reader. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, it's like, I mean, it just, it's just like that's where it all is. And the question is, it's the fear of us being the mask that we put on to exist around other people mm-hmm. is to not be so emotionally raw. Mm-hmm. But the writer, like the actor... Has to be emotionally raw, so that when people read it, they feel they feel something mm-hmm. they don't want to just read facts and read lines on the page like they want to be like, Fuck, I got hurt reading that mm-hmm. page right, you right. know it reminded me of something that now that like I had pressed down in my own experience, and you're revealing it in these words, mm-hmm. and that's you know I mean that's what it is because I mean and look. I, you always have to take time out Maybe it's every year Maybe it's every six months Maybe it's every two years And review how you're writing Like take a A barometer of your own Craft ability mm-hmm. And it's like You spending this time Taking this out is, is you say to yourself This is the story Because the story is based on you mm-hmm. Everything has to be as real as possible mm-hmm. It's not you making up stuff right. Because The rest of it's not about Made up stuff I mean I mean Typically You know When you're taking a story it's a real life story You do have to fictionalize And, and compress things You mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. Just because of the The nature of the medium But Even when you're doing that Your Your Barometer on If that works is Does it still stay true To the spirit of what I of, of what I'm compressing together, or yeah. I'm taking out, yeah. or something. It's very, I, I, I it's very interesting.
2: It's a it's a it's a very interesting balance, <laughs> and then balancing that out too with, um, like trying to find a a, a gig, a day job of some sort to to mm-hmm. balance that out because it's right. I'll be focused on writing, and then I see an email come in. This bill is due. That's nice, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: but. I can't and then, and then it lurks over my head so now it's like I can't focus because now I know there's a money issue. You know
1: what you're doing? You're not turning <sighs> I'm off the cycling. internet. Yeah. yeah. you turn- Yeah. So you got to turn it off. Yeah. That's 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 But
2: my brain still knows that this money is due. I understand. I understand. <laughs> no, no,
3: I I get that. But still so look, look, that's the reason why I go to the coffee shop with paper.
4: Mm-hmm. Right?
3: I go there and, and everyone's got their laptop out. I'm like, Yeah, your laptop is out, but you got your notifications on right. and yeah. all this kind of bullshit right.
1: and it's like that I turn it off the internet it's, when I'm writing. It's mm-hmm. all it's yeah.
3: always gonna distract you. Mm-hmm. And the and the 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 success of being a successful writer is being able to focus for three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything is encroaching into is trying to steal steal the three hours from you. Right. Because that focus once you get into that groove I mean, it takes you a while to get into that groove, yeah. and then mm-hmm. and 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 and, the, and and anything can knock you out of it. So you got to kind of really, and it's hard to to um, and we're you know like like Eric was saying, you know, you're sitting there waiting by the phone, mm-hmm. and I was and I, I was to say something, but I didn't realize how to say it at the time. I was like, if we don't wait by the phone anymore. <laughs> The phone is connected to us, right. so we're all. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like hey, so, so, so. So that anxiety of waiting for the phone to ring never goes away. Because if yeah. you have a landline and you go to the and you go to the gym, you're like nothing I can do about it now. Oh, yeah. Because the, yeah, I can't do anything now. Because mm-hmm. but at the gym, but now the phone is right in your on your pocket. I just did some sets. Did they call yet? What the fuck? Right. We do some more sets. I got and you got you your know, wireless on. You're like,
1: did I hear it? Yeah. Did I hear something going off? Like Who was that? exactly. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> but that—that that is the worst thing you will never get over. Yeah. And there's not a writer that I know on any level who hasn't experienced Ever hurry up and wait. Yeah. You got to script, oh, cool, send it to me. Yeah. You send it to him, crickets. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. You're going to experience that no matter if you're fucking David Goyer or us. Yeah, You know, we, he's, he's experiencing it, trust me. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, some of the EPs on my show have other things going on they still are like Psh, i didn't even heard from whenever we sold that three months ago i haven't been paid yet you know what i mean oh, there's wow. like all that shit going on so you never yeah. that's why you got to save those pennies yeah and Eric act like you I do mean, not them, have a lot of money. Them pennies
2: is, is gone, but yeah, I, I've really? had to get creative. Like, you guys yeah. were talking to Eric about, like, health insurance and right. getting your teeth cleaned. And I'm like, let me go to Groupon. <laughs>
1: go to Groupon, and that's bitch. exactly what I that's do. That's why they have
2: it. I got a Groupon <clears throat> for, like, a teeth cleaning and x-rays for 39 bucks. Right. <laughs> like, right. um, I still have health insurance in Canada. Mm-hmm. So every three months, I go... Uh, visit my husband, clean out my house a little bit, say hello to my peeps, go to the doctor, come back. That's I'm smart. good for three months. I go back
1: three smart. months later. That's smart planning. Like, that's I'm smart just, planning. I, I,
2: I've had to make the best of this. Mm. Um, but there hasn't been a moment. That's not true. I, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it 100. There's been like one moment mm-hmm. where I've like said, this may have been a mistake. <laughs> and I should go back to Canada. Call me whenever you feel like.
3: Oh, nice. but see, let me see somewhere now. Been,
2: But just a moment It was a moment of weakness. And then I have to, we all was have I tired? We was all I hungry? Was I just frustrated? Like, what was going on? Um, and I thought, I'm just going to pack up my truck, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go back, and things will be simpler. But would they really?
1: I was talking about no. moving to fucking Phoenix about six months ago, wasn't I? So yeah. really? I was thinking about it yesterday. <laughs> 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 I'm saying that you never stop doing that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, one of our somebody on my show, I'm going to say, was like, I was thinking about moving to fucking this particular <laughs> set. I was like, you. I was really? telling you know someone I mean?
2: that um, one of the career choices that I thought about and came this close to was was being a chef. Right. And then when I lived in DC, um, and I had this 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 rush of wanting to be a chef, uh, I went to a restaurant and I did what they call a stage like I mm-hmm. I, I did like a one day internship there. Right. And I cooked um, an entree, an appetizer, and dessert as my like my audition. Mm-hmm. And he was like, when can you start? And I was like, wait, seriously? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's great. Da, 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 da. And I was like, well, I got to go think about this because I, I was just kind of playing around. Like, I didn't really think you'd offer me the job. But then I took a job working as an admin assistant at the DEA because it was more money. And right. it was guaranteed money.
1: But and, you were more passionate about the food. Oh,
2: yes. Yeah. So I started watching... So, okay. So uh, I submitted three projects for the, the uh, macro episodic lab, mm-hmm. uh, by <clears throat> a thing that's hosted by macro production company, Lena right. Waite, even Longoria. Mm-hmm. And after doing the three projects, I... I told my husband, I said, I think I broke myself. Like, I think I worked myself into a, into a tizzy. Right. So all I could do was watch baking shows, like Sugar Rush right, and, right, and the right. Great British Baking mm-hmm. Show and, oh, and nailed it. And I said, you know, I was going to be a baker. I could do that. He was like, "No more, no. Keep your eye on the prize." Have to. I could be a baker, and honey, this would be over. And he's like, "No, but you wouldn't be happy." Right.
1: That's not the same. And yes, I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, look, you know,
3: it's it's like I'm. That's why I was like yesterday. I I gotta quit this because I I, because I have a show. I want to submit to the the macro thing too, Mm -hmm. and I I'm having the hardest time cracking how I want to say it in the. You know the time for the the, the word length they're giving yeah, it to you. Yeah. Um, but but that but that's part of the the discipline of being the, the writing, and um, but you know what it's like you break yourself on these projects because that's when you know it's important to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know
3: because it's like you're not going to break yourself with a DEA. Right. You know, and I kind of feel like. You know, there's this book that I'm reading now called Flourish by Martin Seligman, and he talks about like how do you just like keep you know like what's authentic happiness? This is, is, is his web, website, authentichappiness dot org, and it's like you know these five stages of what you got to do. They all translate into great, in, in the great in the great like storytelling, mm-hmm. but the last one is is like uh, meaning, you know. Do you, you do things that, that provide meaning mm-hmm. for you Because if they don't provide meaning for you They're ultimately never going to give you Like any sense of happiness mm-hmm. You know um, And a lot of times you'll talk to people And they're like you know Like they might do stuff Like they might be public defenders And shit, like they're not getting no money mm-hmm. but that huge law school Fucking dead on their shoulders and shit <laughs> right. But the meaning they get From being the, the, the public defender Is what drives them Which is the flame That goes mm-hmm. And I think that's What you gotta do With the um, You know I mean I mean It's like you said I mean like Everyone is so upset About it They're never satisfied With what they're doing Because as a creative person You constantly come up With new ideas Yeah yeah, mm-hmm. You know And that's why You're never satisfied I mean the mm-hmm. people Who You know in Postcards from the edge There was This The 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 woman who plays like Debbie Who's The the analog for Debbie Reynolds Is like People are always talking about Quitting the business They're quitting the business Because they've run out of ideas Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know If you
1: have ideas You'll still want to be in it You know I always look at it like If you won the lottery What would you do And I'm like Well How much are we talking about Right Yeah Because Because no matter what the amount is, I'm taking some of it and putting it in something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, if we had a good 10 G's, we could do your project we talked about really quick, right? Mm-hmm. And I ran into my line producer the other day with the school. He still, They still got that. So I just, like, Friday, I saw him on Friday. I was going to save as much yeah. money. So anyway, um, yeah, we're going to save a ton just with that alone. <clears throat> anyway. And we probably can do it Saturday and Sunday. We need the time to just, you know, spread it out. Anyway, so, um, what was I going to say? Uh, what was I talking about?
2: You were talking... The
1: lottery. Uh, you, lottery. If you oh, want the lottery. Right.
2: What you so, would do if you won. But it depends on how much money.
1: So, so, last year when we were in the process of doing Tulsa, the Black Wall Street thing with, um, um, with the director and everybody, he, he said something to me. He says, so if you won the lottery, what would you do? And I was like, Phew. i put... I'd spend the twenty on this movie right now. He goes, "You'd invest your own money." I was like, "Hell yeah, he goes, oh, I would invest my money." I wouldn't "See, that's the difference between your generation and mine." You know, I put my money back in. Mm-hmm. The old generation in Hollywood doesn't spend the money. I'm like, I get it when we were shooting on film, mm-hmm. but we're not anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and there's so many more avenues to make the money back. You know, so for me, the if I got the twenty million dollar thing, I'd put I'd at least. Take out five mm-hmm. and make a couple different projects you know what i mean that 's just yeah. to just to see if I can shoot some of those projects that we wanted to do and if it didn 't work then then I know okay, I still got ten right so i now i 'll go sit on the beat <laughs> <laughs> you feel me,
3: but at you know, least well, let me, yeah, me you right well but see but but also mm-hmm. I think that now again you about different generations of Hollywood mm-hmm. I think now. People are make, the projects people want to do they're, they're way more personal Than what they were Like 10 Particularly 20 Like 30 years ago mm-hmm. I mean it's odd It's like the, the most personal films You know like You know Francis Coppola says The godfather for him Is a personal story about his family that's why it still resonates 40-some years mm-hmm. later. It's not just a mof, a, a mafia movie. Right. You know, it's not like... It's
1: his family centered in the mafia Yeah, thing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you
3: know, that's why it means something to us now. Mm-hmm. That's why the movies now, if you're going to spend your money on a movie now, it's because it's something that you know... It's like it's like a true piece of art, right. you know? It has to be now. We had our discussion about what's up with the film, and, but making films and stuff, you got this limited window to get it all to work, you know?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. So now that you're here,
4: mm-hmm.
1: now that you're seeing the struggles, mm-hmm. now that you're running out of money, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know me. No, I'm gonna I, keep it real, no, motherfucker. No, no, so yeah, look,
2: let's, like it's yeah.
1: yeah. I'm saying this because I'm 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 just trying to let the audience in. It's
2: making me think of creative ways to earn right.
1: it. Right. Right. So yeah, and, and what's still keeping you here? Because because usually. Chris and I have seen six months. Motherfuckers have left already. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. You know I mean?
2: Yeah. No, I don't... I, like, and, and someone <clears> asked me, Ezra, why didn't you go? Why didn't you pack right. up your truck? And I was like... No question. But then I... Oh, the, then I'd miss like this. Mm-hmm. You texted me and was like, hey, can you come? Right. I can't do that.
1: You need access. Yeah. Right.
2: And if I left, I'd be giving that access up and that is a huge component of this whole experience. Right. I, I would rather sit in a car for two hours and to be like, oh, I can't make it because I'm 3,000 miles away.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? Um, mm-hmm. And what can I do as a temporary fix? Um, I can book travel to go home for two right. weeks. I can call my dad. <clears throat> I can call my brother. Like, there are things that I can do to... Um, I, there are things that I can do to make it better. Yeah. And it's that I can only control what I can control. Right. Um I can't control my living situation, but I can go out for a couple hours and go have, Mm -hmm. treat myself to brunch. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't control the fact that I don't have a full-time job, but I can take my skills and maybe parlay that into something that I could do uh, freelance. Um, It's like yesterday I spent a good chunk of the afternoon um, piecing together like a flyer to advertise as a virtual assistant. Mm. I can do Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I can do it from home. I can do it from a coffee shop. I can mm-hmm. do it wherever. Mm-hmm. And it's making money. I don't need to make a lot of money. Just, just pay car insurance, right. eat, things like that. Um, I, it, it's forcing me to be creative. And, and being creative is my strong suit <laughs> in more ways than one, right? Yeah. So not only do I have to be creatively creative, but be financially creative as well. Yeah. And that's why I didn't leave because I felt like I don't quit things. And I don't want to quit this because mm-hmm. I don't know what my plan B would be.
1: Right.
2: Opening a bakery would be just as hard. <laughs> <laughs> Trust <laughs> really? me,
1: you do so, not want no brick and mortar, um, girl. Being a chef would be just <laughs> as hard being too. be right. Just as
2: hard, right? So right. it's like, really, what, what are my what are my other options right. here? There's, There's
1: a restaurant on every food. corner. People That's your competition. The kitchen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. too many
2: taco joints and bakeries around here. So I mean, hey, um, this is this is what I've been prepping for. And you know what really brought it home Is is the other day um, uh, My birthday was this past Thursday Oh
1: yeah Happy birthday little girl She's a young self She ain't in but 19
2: And my friend said That I'm staying with She says I'm going to do this Just for you on your birthday I'm going to watch Terminator 2 with you Really? Because she had never seen it before Oh my god And I was like Oh sweet Jesus That hurt my chest (laughs) Okay But yes (laughs) Let's watch it And she says Not only am I going to watch it We're renting the
1: director's cut Hmm.
2: Great so it's like 17 extra minutes of film and so the whole time Chris is
1: like why you didn't invite me
2: (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like yep this was cut this scene was cut this scene was cut because I've seen it so many times because that's the movie that got me interested in in screenwriting and writing and she just kept laughing she's like how many times have you seen this movie? You know the exact scene that was cut. Right. You know which lines are different. You know the lighting's different. I'm like, that's Linda Hamilton's twin sister, and the guard has a twin brother. Da, 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 da. And she's like, this is why you're here right. Like this This is. Look at the glee That mm-hmm. your voice went up Like four octaves When mm-hmm. this movie came on Like mm-hmm. this is why you're here
1: right.
2: Remember that This is why you're here And I it's like Ah oh, crap Okay
1: <laughs> There was a
2: lesson In all this You there's, slick
1: but- There's There's always a lesson In everything But see you I was going to say Something earlier About how You You have to move To LA And anticipate You can't be like I'm gonna give myself a year. You yeah. have to. You you can't even be like I'm gonna give myself two years. You have to be like, you have to say at least five. I'm, you you got to do five, and then I mean, yeah, five mean, to like, ten. I would say. Well,
3: you, know what I mean? you have to do five, mm. and then you have to. You don't. You don't have to make it in. In that's subjective term, right? But, yeah. But after five years, like something dramatic should have happened for you. Because yeah. if you're not You're being lazy right. Yeah You're not really Doing enough To um, Further what you're Trying to do mm-hmm. I remember the, Within the five years Of us being out here I think we directed Two films mm-hmm. We ha- we had uh, and, the, and then one of those Like Got us a big meeting with Bill Duke, mm-hmm. you know, and and he was like, you know, he started acting as a mentor for us, you know. I mean, like things didn't happen. There was, mm-hmm. ju- there was we were on the table to do a couple movies, a movie at Showtime and everything like that. I mean, things didn't happen, but compared to where we were when we first came out here, right. like we just momentum started to pick up, yeah. you know. Because, um, you know, if you get offered a, a movie job and it doesn't go through. That's nothing on you You know I mean Like, like you've basically Done everything that, that you can do To get to get to, to get to go And everyone has said yes Along the way Who you thought Would have to say yes But you don't know There's like five more Backrooms People we have got to say yes that, And that you'll never know Until you get To that well, point
1: You know what I was just thinking about How <clears throat> Chris went It was like Three four years ago When he was on Going for the board Two three or four years four ago Four years ago Yeah this year He was going for the board And um, um he didn't get on the board mm-hmm. But he got something else that that you talk about all the time that I don't even know if you're aware of. He always mentions all these David Goyers and all these big people. Oh, yeah. What do you think you met? Some of those people. I don't know if that's where you met him. I did meet him. That's where you met A lot of those people He was going for the board So were some of them dudes or whatever You know what I mean Yeah So you didn't know That that's what was Going to happen But that opened up the door That was saying yes To something That you didn't even realize Yeah Now he's got this relationship with all like the A plus Fucking writers in Hollywood Mm -hmm. And he can He he can hit them up Yeah Yeah, I I mean
3: And and, and they You know Like they The fact that they Were running for the board too Puts them in a position Where they're Unlike other writers In a certain sentence Is that they're now being very generous with their time because mm-hmm. they'll always tell you, "Oh my god, I didn't know I had to spend, you know, like, you know, it's half a night or a full night every like every Monday at the board mm-hmm. doing this thing." Right. and then people who who run multiple times, they know that they're giving up either time with their family mm-hmm. or time when they're they could be writing something or if they're on a show, then it's like I got to like leave the show early that night for whatever reason. Um, Do this And I'm getting I'm not getting paid for it Mm -hmm. I'm not really getting Any accolades for it You know Mm -hmm. And I think that You know Like those people That I know Those top Top writers Like they Have all been So uh, Inspirational to me Not just as as Writers Mm -hmm. But just like Their way of Comporting themselves And You know They're so open About what's what they do What, what they are I mean it's, And then You know, talk with Eric About things that You don't Like people aren't People are not Going to sit you down
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And they're not Going to sit you down And tell you anything Because that's just Not how this business is But you got to ask people mm-hmm. At a certain time Because for a long time Like I didn't know people like that And you get in a situation And you f- And I'd fuck it up Because I didn't know What the right play was yeah. You know And now I can say like, Hey this is going to happen mm-hmm. Like what do you think Is the right play Or what would you do
1: Or and, what do and you think And you've heard Glenn Glenn is the first one Glenn Mazzara Is the first one to say I'm not here to mentor you He'll tell you that yeah. he would be like Because a lot of writers would be like Oh I would love to work with you I want to learn He's like I'm not here to teach you <laughs> you know what I mean? Your yeah. job is to learn this shit and get on my show and help me make it easier. Yeah. I'm not supposed to help you make, you make it, it easy. easier. Yeah, for me. You know? <laughs> you I don't think I've
2: ever had... I've, n- I've never had a professional mentor, even in, in a corporate setting. Mm-hmm. And the last job that I had, um, I had it for six years. And they, hi- they hired me because we heard great things about you. Mm-hmm. Great. What's the job? I didn't know how to do that job. <laughs> I would sit in meetings and Google what to do. Right. Like, I had no idea. So it's like... <laughs> I kind of approach everything that way. Mm-hmm. I just, I got to figure it out. This is one hell of a thing to try and figure it's it well, out. No,
3: but but, but, but <laughs> this is why hell of a thing to figure out. And the people that I know, these top guys is that they would never consider me, you know, the relationship, like this mentor or protege thing. Mm-hmm. They're just like guys that I know who, mm-hmm. who I can talk to because I'm not, you know, that there's a, there's a stigma to that, particularly like in this business but there's the the thing also is is that there's no there's no path to anything. So like the path that got you know got anybody on is never gonna work for anybody else. so yeah. like, the thing that yeah. that remember the anecdote that Jeff Thorne was saying about it? it's like the 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 dam and there's the little holes they and they patch it up. Pass then, it. The minute This yeah. Yeah. happens, you know that's yeah. like that's fucking true. Yeah. That's fucking true because like nothing happens but there are patterns and the patterns is what you have to be aware of and the patterns you need to people who've done it enough and haven't been you know like they're able to tell you the patterns and then people who are on the upper levels for the whole for whatever it is they're seeing the pattern from what would make me mad Mm -hmm. and if you did this or someone did this That's a no-no mm-hmm. You know And that's what you want to know From people right. Cause You know Like he was saying Eric was saying You know Earlier about um, he, What's her name Felicia Henderson Didn't like right. that, thing that He was He's hanging by the director Too much mm-hmm. right. It's kind of like On a movie set Or a TV set As He knows I'm doing like Music videos and services, but, you, but you don't know this Because it's right. you, you, you think the medium Is different mm-hmm. That person the, the director's the foreman because, you know, hes it's not his show on a TV show like it is in a movie, mm-hmm. but he's got to, like, run it, you know, and he's got to run it and feel comfortable to run it because everything is going to um, reflect off of how he or she is behaving, right. mm-hmm. you know, like, if the, if the director is frantic for some reason, for whatever reason, it's going to filter to the crew. Mm-hmm. If the director comes in and she's the most prepared person possible... That calms everybody down right. because she's like, I'm on board. Yeah. And so, but, but that's something you don't know unless you're there. But it, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot you can learn. I think now the internet, like you said, you Google these things. Yeah. Like you could Google. You know, the, I mean, like, that's a great fucking
1: tool. Um, uh, it's a great, it's a resource. <laughs> I was just on this podcast, the Hollywood Fishbowl, with um, um, Your Jesse, boy, who was here yeah. the other day. And, he asked me, Is there anything that I don't like? And I, or the one thing I hate, or something like that. And I said, I, I hate stupid questions.
4: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and, and I'm going to preface this because people are like, Well, there are no stupid questions. I'm like, Yes, there are. Here are the stupid questions How do I get an agent? How do I get whatever? And like, motherfucker, it's on Google. <laughs> it's on YouTube You yeah. know what I mean So what you're saying Is you want me to do it Right Right And what I'm looking for Is somebody who's like For example are People always like Oh I'd love to Come and help you In the office Or do whatever And I'm like Hey I want you to read this book mm-hmm. I want you to read the script And if three weeks go by and You ain't read it I got a problem with you. Mm-hmm. I want you to be like the next day. You know, I read the script. oh uh, script, dude, whatever. Yeah, yeah a whatever. Immediately. Yeah. Even I don't care if it's a book. Mm-hmm. You know, two three days later, you should have read three or four chapters and be like, "Man, dude, I'm so into this. Can't wait till I'm done." Something. But mm-hmm. weeks go by. Mm-hmm. You suspect to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just being real because that's the hunger that I have. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm the type of dude. I think I went to, I went to Utah to shoot something on my dime. With somebody who was a producer Just to show them how much I wanted to do this shit Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? On my own dime I flew myself there I did whatever What do you want to do? You know How how bad do you want this thing? Mm -hmm. So So the people who I'm seeing Who are getting there Have that extra drive Mm -hmm. They have that extra That's why I always say a good assistant is somebody, if you drop something, they pick it up. Mm-hmm. And I mean that. Mm-hmm. I don't mean as a slave. I just mean you're taking care of your showrunner. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of whatever the situation is. You're like, yeah. there's something I do really small every day in our room is, and I think I could talk about this, is every time we have lunch, we finish, I get up and I grab everybody's stuff, throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, they, if I know they're done, you know, and everybody's looking at me like, like we have assistants here, and I'm like, I'm just sitting right here I'm going that way (laughs) You know what I mean (laughs) So so, And people see that You know what I mean I'm not trying to do something different I'm doing Mm -hmm. what I would want Done to myself Yeah
3: I mean There's I think (laughs) there's
1: like A sense of like
3: There's these. It's It's the the, This is what I hate about the industry Mm -hmm. Because what you're saying is People People are Gleefully uninformed Mm That's (laughs) what That's why Stupid questions But to me It's the egos Right. The 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 and the egos is that's is out of control that runs into a sense of of, of of entitlement because it's like what you're talking about about taking everyone's stuff at the end of lunch it's like or or the assistant who's got to pick up and makes it you know that's that's easier for the showrunner you don't know what they're dealing with. Right. And you know what? They're not even going to reveal like 90% of the pressure that is on them. It's not their
1: job to reveal it to you.
3: It's like you're not at that level You're not at that level. (laughs) And you can't do anything to to help. And your experience is too little to to, to give proper advice. So they're not going to tell you everything. So do everything they can to alleviate something small for Mm -hmm. them. Because it's important to them, right. they're not having to worry about X, Y, and Z. I mean, they're thinking about it anyway. That's yeah. like
2: basic decency, right? Like just treating people with a certain level well, of. Well, yes, but, but this goes across. It should cross. Uh, cross. What's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, career fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shouldn't really matter. But that's right?
3: that's the, the. But this industry is is. Is known for its, its lack of basic human decency Yeah And it's not because people are just psychopathic It's because To me I think it's because Everyone is is working as uh, As an artist On
1: the, their field and they're, and they're sucked into their own world Especially when you get to the real sets With the unions and Etsy And the, all that shit And the mm-hmm. DJs and whatever People are like Oh that's not my job You know, we already have somebody who does that. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like, and and there's some, we were talking about something really stupid. Like you can't, like on certain studios, you can't put up the, um, the, the, the board that we use for all the writer stuff. Like on certain studios They don't allow you to do They have to bring somebody in Some handyman To put it up Like it's You can't even oh. do it I'm like You can't put a board up on the wall Like a lot of little Yeah Oh yeah like There's that. like these
3: like, demarcation, demarcation lines It's on funny on what, Yeah oh, wow. Like
1: you have to sit there And wait And it takes them an hour To put it up yeah. Or whatever the fuck yeah, It's like, like, like that on film sets On yeah. film sets
3: Like you know Prop people aren't supposed To move the lights Right you know, it's like that's not. It's like the ayatsi people have negotiated. You might kind of be stuff. standing right there and yeah, you could have yeah, helped them, yeah. oh, but you wow. ain't supposed
1: to touch their shit. Yeah, okay. and they don't touch your shit because, believe me, we've been on sets where somebody will, like a, a the, light dude, uh, a grip went and moved, moved, moved the a, cam- prop, or, a prop or you know the know camera what I mean? or, or whatever like, the who the, the Fuck it. And he's like, oh, oh well, wow. I said it over there. It's like, yo oh, no, bitch. Let <laughs> you me do, do that. Our job. Uh, you, okay.
3: yeah, yeah. And I mean it's it's I mean it's very it's very regimented like that. Yeah. Um I mean it is I mean, you know what, I mean to a certain degree it has to be, but to a certain degree, like you said, there's uh, there's a certain amount of like uh basic <clears throat> Humanity that it gets thrown out the window. Yeah, I mean it's just you know there's a lot of it's just there's so much at stake at just on so many levels. Well, it's mm-hmm. the
2: one piece that I will. I mean that's that's the one thing I can control. Right, is is how I behave going forward. But I I'm not leaving like anytime soon. Right. I, I've
1: you have I've to come too push far. And it. what I've
2: done is like I'm making another list of um, goals. Mm-hmm. You know that like go to a go to a film set. Right. Visit Here's what I need set, you to do stuff like that.
1: We did we did an episode at the beginning of the year with Paul and it was about plans or goals. Mhm. And he believes, you remember this? Yes. He believes you should do you should make plans, not mm-hmm. goals, cuz goals are things you Wish you could do
2: Okay so I plan to be Can You feel the me yes.
1: Plans are, plans are <laughs> things That you push forward To do and you make them happen Okay um, I have something coming up In like two weeks I might could use you for Okay So I, I'll let you know Alright um, um, I'm working but with my friend Scotch I on another Plan to pilot. get
2: more education Like practical education and Right get that, Learning that, that by doing
1: Short going You definitely, yeah, we definitely, to that definitely, definitely Okay Okay All Cool right. Well thank you Lauren
2: Thank you Hilliard Chris. Thank you Chris
1: Thank you <laughs> Where
2: you at Lauren <clears throat> I am uh, I am Lauren P on the Twitters, and you can also find me at Nerds That's of Preycast <laughs> on Twitter, Nerds of com. We are for Black nerdy women talking about all things entertainment, and tacos. We are on summer break, um, so that people can enjoy the various cons that are happening around the country. Mm-hmm. But we are back in September.
1: Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, where are you at?
3: <clears throat> I'm at Unauthorized CBD on Twitter and on. Instagram The website Will come back Shortly <laughs> <laughs> Why you
1: keep Tearing it down Every five minutes It's not that I Tear <laughs> it down It was like It
3: got all infected And I had, I had to Like I had to take it All down And I had to It's, it's too much Too hard for me to. Right. They were like ah, You know We need $400 dollars. I was like
1: yeah, You know what <laughs> <laughs> you doing extra Over there Ooh. And I am your host Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me On Twitter At Hilliard at Hillary yeah, Shut up girl um, <laughs> I did even say <laughs> Why that? Are you staring at me All crazy then? <laughs> you can follow the show ScreenwritersRR On Twitter Any questions ScreenwritersRantRoom At gmail.com um, Follow us on Facebook uh, And the Patreon, Patreon page, page The Patreon
3: page The Patreon page Will be in the show notes Follow Donate Don't don't follow the page, the Patreon page. Donate to the page. Share the page Page. and share the page. That's the biggest Ah, thing. That's it. Share the page. It's very. Yeah, the show notes. It's be, it's 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 gonna be the show notes. It's it's been in the show notes for the last yeah, few yeah. weeks. But so if people aren't sharing it, it's because they're not reading the show notes. <laughs> that means it has to go you to know, the top of the not show notes. It yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, it's what
2: Hilliard said. I didn't I even think, know you had a Patreon. Yeah, we have a Patreon. Oh goodness, so it wasn't up to
1: to the last time. It wasn't up the last time you were here. You but were it's up now. It. I know we were talking about. It. It's up now. Okay, yeah. it's up now. All right. Yeah, we need to be doing it like throughout the week and letting people reminding people. I have it pinned. You know what? You know what?
3: I pinned it on my. Twitter thing So if you it? go to my thing It's the first thing You, you know Pin thing Maybe we all What's YouTube. the pin thing So uh, so, your, so when people oh. come to your People come to your oh, shut no. up, bro I got no time for that Oh one. no people, <laughs> people come to your It's your, the first thing
1: they see the, it's, yeah, it's, it's, the always it's, it's always there. It's always at the, the top, top one, one. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah okay mm-hmm. Yeah sure yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Um, shut up, yeah, uh-huh. Uh huh girl Yep
0: I was like how do you do that I was like
1: Because I didn't know I was <laughs> like Oh Google help me out So y'all know how we do it On the rant room uh, we, keep a we keep it real we, we keep it opinionated And we, we keep, keep it what, what everybody? Wakanda, Wakanda. Peace, Peace y'all Peace Y'all stupid I promise to
0: say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Ramp Road So you want to be a rider? Well, you got to be a rider. Till your fears are diminished and the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the benders got me stressed. In the red room, we let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, the a kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more no game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen penning words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want.